hope you don't mind. I'm just gonna smoke weed casually. Canadian. No, good. The first episode we did, we smoked a joint on it, so you're good. This is this is all part of the theme. Um, what are you drinking? Is that like coffee? It was yeah, it's iced coffee. It's just that my ice melted. Typical Sorry. hipster out of a fucking mason jar. Live on Junkhead. We're here with Quinn. We're gonna see what happens. See where the conversation goes. If you're listening, good friend. Met on Instagram. Really cool. Anyways, what I was saying though is like it fucking triggered me to this video. It's made by this guy called Wang. And oh my god, was- I know Wang. <laughs> okay okay yeah. so you 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 might know it the my little pony cum jar thing oh fuck okay i didn't click on that one because i was like no that's a cursed click i can't even i can't even my, click on that one. my friend came over to my house and was like yo man i got a good video to show you and drop that on me that moment feels like somebody like equivalent of like a windows 95 complete reset <laughs> kind of like went into my brain where it's just like Oh, I'm going to need, like, a bath and, like, a cigarette just to, like, kind of recoup from this. Do-do-do-do. Like, literally, (laughs) just done. Yeah, like, I've watched a lot of his videos, but there's certain shit he he makes videos on, and I'm just like, I love you, man, but I will never click on this video as long as I live. (laughs) Like, I'll just stick to the ones that are, like, you know, like, I love the series about, like, the song, the mystery song from Germany or whatever it is, you know? Have you seen that one? I haven't even seen that one. Like, I just saw... I, yeah, I I just saw the My Little Pony one, but continue. Yeah. Let, let that me one's in. really good because it's just like interesting in a weird way. It's just some nebulous song that no one knows the title of, and it's kind of a bop, and that's about that's, it. it. Well, and it, it's so weird because like, not to sound like an old guy, but like I was like a part of the internet when that like a lot of, because I, okay, Podcast listeners, if you are listening, this is not me like saying that I approve of them. But in 2004, when I was like 14, of course I was 4chan browsing. That's what I was doing. I'm sorry. Like Rick rolling each other. And like we thought it was like really cool to do like copy pasta. Like, I mean, it was a whole ass vibe. And, like, I remember, like, the change in culture in uh, 4chan where it became more, like, alt-right and proud boy, kind of three-percenter type jargon and all the creepiness that happens on there. And it's just so, I guess, like, to wrap it up, it's just, like, so interesting to see, like, certain sections of, like, internet culture that, like, were around when I was a kid are now being reviewed. in like a like historical capacity (laughs) yeah i mean i guess it's kind of crazy it makes me feel old to think that it is kind of like a part of history in a way but we like i mean it's 2020 now so thinking about a lot of the shit that i observed on the internet when i was a kid is like it's impossible to think of that still being the popular perspective although it is in a lot of places like i still in like every single comment section on every popular instagram post you're gonna find like 300 chuds right like just people just being racist or whatever the fuck or every other ist every other type of bigotry you can think of and just, just like, like racist or horny yeah or both <laughs> yeah. like racist and horny it's like yeah. so <laughs> it's like man i don't even know what to say about that it just makes you feel like a type of defeat because there's so much of it um and you're just one person trying to be like shut the fuck up to like 300 people a day yeah oh my god yeah yeah like it's kind of horrifying to think when i was a kid because i think i got onto 4chan when i was like probably like 10 that's when i discovered it and i didn't really understand a lot of the shit i was looking at at all um (laughs) 
<laughs> but I was still looking at it because there it was. And same with like shit on Newgrounds. There was so much shit on Newgrounds that I definitely oh should not. Oh my God, yeah. There was just so much. And I think it's only gotten worse in that respect. Like kids being exposed to like really radical shit on the internet has just like increased over time, which is sad and scary, but not to sound like a boomer. It, yeah. And I like find myself feeling out of touch sometimes with certain things. Like even with like fucking TikTok, like the learning curve on that shit was huge. I'm like, how do these kids do this shit? I don't even know. And there's so many kids on that app who are radicalized as fuck. And it's terrifying. You'll see like some little 11 year old being like, mega truck 2020. Like, what the Oh, fuck? yeah. Okay. I'm so glad you brought up. Well, this is a great pivot point right here. Because uh, I, I really like the fact that you brought up TikTok. Because, uh, and I, I 100% agree with you on that. To the point where... Um, have you seen the, uh, it's mostly young men ages like 14 to like 19 who were like cosplaying military shit on like. Yes. <laughs> and, and like, I, I mean, like I saw one recently where like, it was like this, like, and I, I'm just being mad real. He was a very out of shape. Like he, he had like, all the vibe of neck beard of like a like you know 19 year old young man and text on the video is like coming home from iraq you know something like that and, and like but he, no, no so he's like he's got like like pseudo military gear and like an airsoft gun yeah. or like jeans and a t-shirt yeah. And it's like the t-shirt is camo, so I guess that's like a part of the theme. Yeah. And like he just like does this thing where like he kind of comes in and he's just kind of like <sighs> <laughs> The facial expressions they make always kill me. I can't do it. I can't do it. Like, yeah. I have to look away cuz they just like man. It's like the radio yeah. rebel type shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, but here's like my my favorite like part of this video. You can see his decorations, and it's very you know like American flag and fucking Punisher and yada yada yeah. yada all that shit. And like at the last second, the video camera kind of pans a little bit because he kind of moves, and I guess it just kind of goes with him or something. Mm-hmm. And you see the fact that he's in like a like two person dormitory, <laughs> and the oh, no. other guy is not into it because you see like his like Bob Marley poster and like mm-hmm. shit like that, and you just like you just start to develop like this like like this situation in your head where like Jason's sitting there and he's like. Oh, uh, Mike, you're going to be out on the quad for a couple hours? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Could you do me a favor and set all your stuff on the one side of the room? Like, yeah, yeah out of this area. Yeah. <laughs> like, Man, that, that always makes me laugh, too, thinking about, like, when it's, like, the young men. It's, like, you're in your mother's house right now doing this, and I have to wonder what she would think of you. If she were to walk in on you in your fucking Stolen Valor cosplay. You're like, what are you doing, Jimmy? Oh, you making your little video again? <laughs> it's just funny. No, 100%. And it's just like, I mean, on one hand, 
there's like my dickish take where it's like I've never seen children look so bereft of joy and like just like imagination in my life. Like it just yeah. it just looks scary. But then yeah. there's like the other thing where it's just like are you are you just like happy to have a thing? Like 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 are you just oh the adults are into this so now I'll be like Yeah, like, it's probably and that, they probably get rewarded by adults in their lives. I'm assuming most of the time is like their parents are probably really conservative maybe yeah. or someone around them or just like they just happen to fall into that through the internet because it's really easy to fall down that like all right rabbit hole in the internet um i mean i shouldn't say it's really easy because obviously a lot of people haven't but a lot of people have somehow and so there must be reasons why that's happening um especially to young white men like why are they so i mean on the surface it's obvious like it appeals to them because it tells them they're superior just for existing when in fact they're not <laughs> and yeah. a lot of times they're like the exact opposite of superior and they're kind of like inferior in a lot of ways and that burns them to no degree so they feel just like empowered by the fact that they can throw around misused statistics and be like oh well I'm better than you because this that and the other but like at the end of the day they still have shit all to show for anything like who is on their side for anything except a bunch of other angry disenfranchised racist old white men wow what a great team to have why is it so appealing to them? Why is that appealing? Like maybe, probably because those angry old racist white men are all the power holders and they have all the fucking money. Okay, I think I, I think I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Connecting all the dots. It's well, just a feedback loop. I, I grew up in small town America. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I literally went from like a small town of probably 65, 70,000 people and then I moved to a town that was literally a stoplight. They they call like the 12 pump gas station the local mall, just to give you an idea of like how, <laughs> yeah. you know, got their own apple butter festival and all that shit. And, and, and another thing about it too, it was created as a place so you have one hand, you have the farmer and the small town community vibes, and then you have the military vibes because it's 10 minutes from Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, which is the second largest, uh, well, yeah, yeah. So you have like all of the families that are like, I don't want to live on the base anymore. It's getting kind of mm -hmm. old. Like I want to have a family now. So they come. Army brats. Yeah. So, yeah, well, and they, they breed like crazy. <laughs> and, like, they do. Oh yeah. Oh, it's like this very weird mix of like and, and and in weird ways the farmers are sometimes less conservative than like the suburbanite military types. That's because weird. yeah, yeah, because they're like they're I mean it is like that kind of libertarian conservatism where it's just kind of like well I'm over here and I'm on my farm and as long as you're not bothering me I don't give a goddamn what you do so like oh my god you know, that's a spot on impression <laughs> yeah yeah like that's that's what it is like they yeah. and, and like you'll even like I will even go on record as like some of the people because I also live uh my that town is also super close to like one of the largest like hippie epicenters in Ohio. Um, yeah. It's it's actually where uh, Charles Manson said he wanted to go after he got out of prison. Oh, yeah, Lord. It's, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. Um, but um, 
so you'll even get some like kind of more liberal kind of like farmer stuff like that that like you know are pretty old school and want to work out in the fields but are like will vote democrat or whatever the worst people in the world in that like or at least in that town i shouldn't say world but like were the karens and the like chad dads and just this army of just short cropped hair where it's kind of spiky back here and kind of spiky there and there's like a little bit of like highlights in here and like you're and and like i hate like stereotyping women because like i i was raised by a single mom and my grandmother so like i i'm not i could go on men uh, a whole nother i feel like karen's are the exception though yeah yeah Oh, and, like, I, I know, like, the, the Midwest, and I'm sure it crosses over into Canada, too, because when I started talking yeah. about it, like, I could see, like, the recognition in your, like, eyes where it's just, like, like, okay, ready, ready? Mostly stay-at-home mom, but it can also vary into, like, well, I was a hairdresser, but now I do real estate. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So, There's, like, like, a huge range of Karens, and all of them are very insidious, but some of them are, like just like kind of scary and some of them are just like they're easy to laugh at i prefer the ones that are less scary and more easy to laugh at because i hate it when you see a karen in public like like threatening some poor person that works at the grocery store and they're just like ma'am please i'm just like please just leave i'm just trying to do my job and she's like no fuck you you're a piece of shit it's like jesus christ (laughs) oh god this person's making like fucking $12 an hour for this shit. $12 an hour and like have to deal with other bullshit from like, cause like I, I've worked so many, before I started to get to the point where like my art could kind of help supplement my like money and shit that, which thank fuck for that. Cause I had to work shitty dead end jobs and just the like amount of like especially like if you're a woman or especially poc woman like and like the amount of like unchecked sexual harassment that you have to deal with at like any kind of like retail or restaurant job i mean like i remember like one of the first restaurants i worked at the manager used to like walk up to like girls and just like slide his hand up the side of their leg and it was just Ah. like dude what the fuck you know, and I and I've seen some other stuff too. I don't want to like get too heavy with that kind of shit, but you know, that's okay. I, Just like yeah, I I must give off like scary vibes because thankfully no one's ever tried physically do anything like that to me. But they will get verbally very vulgar, and then I start mouthing the fuck off, and that's like a fifty fifty. Either they get really angry or they just fuck off entirely because they weren't expecting me to get angry. But I have a feeling that if someone were to be that fucking bold touch my leg especially if they were working somewhere oh my god i'd end their shit i'd end their shit so quickly maybe i would though i guess it's easy to say that but then it's also like in the moment you'd probably also be taken very off guard and be like oh shit what do you what do you even do now like yeah i when i when i was uh when i did time in jail like i did like 10 days and like i got like assaulted when i was in there and like like, I was, like, 100% like you. Like, man, if somebody punches me, I'm going to, like, fight back. And, like, when it happened, I was just, like, so fucking blown, blown away that, like, it actually happened. Where I was just like, wait, what? Like, what? And, I mean, it, yeah. it didn't help that it was over the Steve Harvey show. So, it was so fucking trivial. <laughs> like, oh, I, 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 will, I will tell the story. I feel like you would appreciate this. But, like, 
it was this like neo-nazi dude and we're all in like general population and um needless to say we're watching the steve harvey show and my man's doing he's just like pacing behind us just pacing behind us just going off with the racial epithets i mean he's having a hitler open mic back there i mean he's just in this and jay that and k this and i mean just all of it and he just like kind of like turns to me and he's like yo you fucking like this shit man you like this steve harvey show and i'm just kind of like i don't want to like talk to you you're the last person that i want to interact with Mm-hmm. but like you caught me making eye contact and you said something to me. So now like you forced me into this corner where I have to interact with you. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, man. I mean, he's just kind of Steve Harvey. I guess he's cool. I don't know. <laughs> and like, I just upset for the smallest things. And I feel like when it's someone that's like that quick to anger, probably the worst thing to do is say something because then they turn their attention to you and direct all of their anger towards you. I remember when I, like, I was like 17, some grown ass man had a fight with one of my friends and then he stole my cigarettes. So I asked him for them back. And so he shoved me down into the ground. I was like, what the fuck is this? What are men? Okay, I shouldn't say Jesus that. Not all, hashtag not all men. <laughs> this is the men's yeah. right activist portion of the show now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're proud MRAs, everybody. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> God. But okay, yeah, sorry, no, I, I cut you off, so continue. No, you're you're good. I mean, uh, he just, uh, I just, uh, you know, kind of reacted hardly, like barely, just kind of very quietly said, like, I was just like, I, I guess, I don't know, like, I just like that. And like, I just kind of like turned back to what I was doing. And like, he just like socked me in the side of the face. Oh shit. And just blasted my shit. Like my fucking face was like all swollen up in like 10 minutes. It really fucked me up. Yeah. Like I, I, so I totally understand. Cause like, you know, like, especially, you know, like God forbid somebody would like try to sexually harass you, you know, maybe in the moment, you know, you do, you know, freeze or whatever. But then that's the nice thing is cause then like, man, we should like, we should create like I was I was listening to this thing about like women defending themselves with hat pins back in the 1900s which oh, is yeah. beautiful that's beautiful that's that's yeah. so cool like you don't touch me oh I will touch you well then I'm gonna stab you with this like large thing <laughs> and like I I'm very well aware like you know you have to make sure that like you know people don't get convicted of crimes but like honestly like a community board in every community of like certain like of women of all different types just kind of coming together and just being like so we've had like eight complaints about don let's fucking whack him then all right cool you guys want to get lunch afterwards fuck it okay that's cool we'll (laughs) kill him we'll get ramen um (laughs) and just fucking do the shit because like most of them like especially like for people like i will say i'll represent the good guys (laughs) like we would be totally cool with them because we don't like them. We don't like them being in our parties or being in like our social circles. And like, I mean, if you want to hire us to do it, we'll do it. But yeah. you guys seem eager to get blood on your hands, which I admire, which is cool. Like, 
<laughs> like that's that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we have kind of reached the point where, especially because you know the police are fucking useless. Like people's yeah. favorite thing is like, oh, if so and so does this to you, why didn't you just call the police? It's like, do we even need to expand? Like, there's people who've been assaulted by police and raped by police, and there's a million untest uh, untested rape kits in like every single country and city and town and everywhere. It's fruitless. And then like what? Like 1.8 percent of people actually charged with rape even get convicted and have time to get convicted for like some pittance amount of time and then they just come back out and and then what like great we solved it no more raping not really like nothing was solved nothing was fixed incarceration doesn't even fucking work especially not the way we do it in north america like the way we use incarceration is just straight up just punishment and like because i think some people can be reformed depending on what they did but i do I do believe that there are some people who shouldn't be allowed to be around other people. And that's like a hard part of like prison abolition is like, well, where do we put the bad people who like truly, and I don't mean, I don't really like putting people in the categories of good and bad, but just for like the simplest terms sake, right? Like let's say someone is a serial rapist or something and they like attack people that they don't even know. They attack random people, which is really unlikely, but let's just say that this person exists. Like, we can't really let them be around in society, but locking them up also won't solve anything. And then the person locking them up and people in charge of locking them up also have to be unbiased and not exact their personal retribution on that person, even though I wouldn't care if they did. Yeah. What do we do with them? What are we going to do with them? I think the best option sometimes is just like, give them a bullet. <laughs> Controversial opinion. Oops. Well, there's so much convoluted bullshit with the justice system. I mean, like you obviously said, and I, I mean, like, I'm dealing with it right now. Like, the legal shit that I go through right now, you know, I spent buku money on a fucking attorney. Yeah. And I've got, they've been, like, dealing with it for eight, not six, uh, seven, seven months. I don't know what I don't know what the fuck is going on. And not in the sense that like my lawyer doesn't tell me, but my entire future is decided behind closed doors. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not being arrogant, but just being real with about it. I'm a decent looking white guy. So <laughs> the odds are I'll come out all right in this. Like, yeah. especially with the COVID and all the other bullshit that we got going on. And the fact that they've already like released a bunch of people from jail, like I don't, I don't think I'll get jail time right now. I don't think they've got the infrastructure to deal with it. Yeah, don't bother not. anybody on house arrest, and I'm not like trying to cause anything. And in a totally unrelated case that is completely different from anything that is going on with me, the other person who happened to be involved in this situation took full blame of the situation via police statement, which I just found out when I got my discovery papers the other day. Oh. So this other person in this other situation, which is not related to me and is not actually me, and I'm just making a hypothetical situation up, might be in a lot better of a situation than I thought. But what scares me is being young and black in my position. Young and fucking Mexican or Korean or whatever the fuck. Any kind of POC person who has to deal with the behind closed doors nature of our judicial system. Judicial, excuse me. But then white racism on top of it. 
So they don't even have the ability to check those motherfuckers and be like, yo, I think that might be kind of racist. You don't know what yeah. the fuck they're saying back there. No, they have like no ability to advocate for themselves either. And like Yeah. Yeah. And it's all completely up. up in the air. And like the whole the whole system knows that too. They know that like hardly anyone knows the full extent of their rights because all of our rights are so convoluted and PC and they're so different depending on like what state you live in even like I'm not even American and I know that it's like each state has like wildly different rules sometimes and especially when it comes to like crimes committed in one state but you live in another state now (laughs) or like crimes committed on state lines where it's like different counties are involved in shit and all of it gets so fucking complicated and the person who's at the center of all of it has gets to know like one percent of anything that's going on and it comes in like little bits and pieces right and then the people appointed to help you are just i don't know like they're just completely they have you by the balls essentially like (laughs) it is utterly petrifying and like for as much shit as we talk about how awful the police are and they god for fucking sake are I, i i used to work military surplus back in the day and like we would interact with SWAT guys and like, you know, mm. FBI, DEA, all of those, they're the culture that is brewed around there. Oh, and um, this is all up in Columbus and my favorite part, quick sidetrack, when I was up there, Columbus Police Department, the one that is all over the news right now for multiple atrocities, this is back in 2011. This is back in 2012. This is back in 2013. And they're running ads on the motherfucking radio encouraging Iraq war veterans to join the police force and they'll get a signing bonus. They're hiring a bunch of dudes who are so filled to the brim with PTSD. And this isn't even me like being like, well, I feel so bad for them. No, I don't. I mean, like, you signed up in the fucking military, but this is how fucking complicated this goddamn problem has become because you guys want to have this, like, culture of military in the police force. Mm-hmm. It's scary as shit. A guy with a PTSD running around a neighborhood and he's got mildly racist feelings and a handgun. Or, like, That's... that female cop who was, like, literally having a fucking emotional breakdown and crying over her egg McMuffin because she thought it was fucking yeah. poisoned. She's allowed to have a fucking gun and just pull it on people at will. And, like, yeah. no one's going to stop her. And if she kills somebody, nothing's going to happen to her. Like, she'll get fucking paid leave. She'd be fine. And even if she got fired, she'd get rehired at some other police station because that's what always ends up happening. It's like, yeah, okay, they lost their job. And then started working in the next town over. Great. Like, fucking A. The problem 100%. solved. People are like, <laughs> yeah. oh, just fire the bad cops. Like, yeah, that'll work. Oh, but yes. Long st- back to the original point. I, I want us to attack the judicial system. The judges, mm-hmm. the lawyers, prosecutors, district attorneys, and just the lack of transparency in that world. And, uh, you know, that's something, like, especially after having dealing with what I, you know, with what I've dealt with. It's, it's, it just blew my mind. Blew my mind how bad it really, really was. It cracks me up how much boomers, and I, I'm assuming that this probably happens in your country, maybe not as much, I'm not sure though, but I know our boomer population really just loves to talk about how great we are. 
and how like this thing is just this beautiful grand thing that has been built and passed down and now we get to inherit this and i don't know like i'm 30 now getting older not really so i don't look old which is nice you don't look 30 i'm surprised by that <laughs> yeah no i uh i have the i think it's um and this it's i found out i have a lot of like i knew always that a lot of native american in me but i also have black mm-hmm. irish in me too so i think that's hopefully that'll help me like age well yeah too much like <laughs> white german in me because those people just get crusty every few years you know it's true they turn into like a french bread like a day old french bread just crusty probably why like when i meet europeans on the internet sometimes they're like you stupid american you stupid fucking yank and i'm like (laughs) you fell for they thought it's like actually (laughs) because then i can hide behind the like Ooh, Canada is like one percent better. It's like slightly better. It's really not that much better. Probably the only good thing about Canada is the healthcare, and like a lot of the, the problems that exist in America are still so present here. But at least I can say I'm not American. When I traveled abroad, I would tell people I'm from Canada. That's people do that all the time. I've heard, which makes me I'm like makes me suspicious. I'm like, what if people think I'm lying and they think I'm really American? That's probably why, like, one time when I went to Florida, some man asked me, he's like, because I had, like, a Canada sweater, he's like, you're from Canada? I was like, yeah. He's like, where are you from? I was like, Manitoba. He's like, Manitoba? Where in Manitoba? I was like, Winnipeg. He's like, really? Where in Winnipeg? I was like, Fort Gary. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, I what is that guy? What is that guy's existed? Like, I don't hey. even know. I think he just wanted to make sure I wasn't a fake Canadian stealing his Canadian <laughs> valor or something. But like, which is funny because everyone fucking hates Winnipeg. Like, no one. This is not a nice place to live. This place fucking sucks. And we're like the butt of joke. The jokes in Canada. Everyone's like, "Fuck Winnipeg." So I don't know why. I don't know why Winnipeggers or not. It's just Canadians abroad are so like protective over our. our a national identity because it's like we don't even have a fucking culture this this country is like 150 years old like what what and we stole yeah. it like it's just like fuck? borrowed it's the same as ours it's just like borrowed european traditions that have been like slightly yeah. tweaked and it's like we have an original thing and it's like yeah it's, it's like, kind of i guess you have the fourth of july i guess like yeah well and like it's funny like as an American citizen, like, there are people who are, like, like, the most that I've ever seen anybody give a fuck about America on the 4th of July is by wearing an old Navy American flag t-shirt. Yeah. Like, the rest of it is just getting drunk and shooting fireworks off. Yeah. Yeah. I, I live in Cincinnati, and, I mean, they'll, they just use it, like, as an excuse to, like, shoot fireworks for two weeks. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that this year. I think, I kind of hope it's canceled this year. I'm definitely not going to celebrate Canada Day because Canada is stolen and there's really nothing to celebrate. Like, I don't know, I don't feel, I don't feel like patriotism towards this place at all, which a lot of people, like, when I interact with boomers here, they get very offended by it. They're like, you should be thankful to live in Canada. I'm like, I didn't say I wasn't thankful. I just said that I don't feel patriotic. Those people don't understand, like, any kind of difference between those two like it's just so yeah. like you either 
love this thing or like you hate it and it's like you either no, love just... this country unconditionally or you're a traitor and you should go back to wherever you came from it's like well um i hate to break it to you but you and my white ass both came from some nebulous place in europe a long time ago which doesn't even fucking claim us anymore so neither of us can go back because we're currently on stolen land and you know like that's the funniest thing is like uh, when you see like white supremacists being like, oh yeah, I want to live in XYZ European country because that's my true place. It's like, do you really think those places are going to claim you some bumfuck person from Indiana? Like whose name is like John or whatever the fuck and doesn't even speak a lick of any other language but busted English. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, not yeah, gonna... like, those Germans are going to be so excited to see you. Oh yes, they're going to be like, wow wow, I've never seen an American white German man before who has no ties to this country. Please, let me just send you all my women. I really think that's what they're thinking it's going to be, is like, they've just fetishized their own non-existent identity to a point where it's kind of hilarious and amazing and disgusting. I uh, I love the fact that you chose Indiana because that, that is Indiana. Like, I... I, I fucking people always make fun of Ohio for being kind of like rednecky, and we're just kind of like, have you been over there? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, it's so weird in this country to me that we've kind of this this fetish 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 fetishization. God, that was a mouthful. Um, it is. It is. Um, of just kind of like you know, American exceptionalism, um, the, like, idea, and, and, like, what I love is we've, you know, definitely impacted, like, foreign policy and foreign politics around the world, and it's obviously there's been, like, negative, and, like, I, you know, I'm not a foreign policy expert, so I, you know, like, I, you know, I can't, I can't say, like, you know, if there's ever been a moment where, like, there's been good or bad or whatever, you know, I just know from what I've seen as far as what I've read, it's been pretty bad. But one of the things that, like, I think has been bred through American imperialism is just this idea that not only is this system, like, the way to go, and that it's, like, it, it, it's, like, the, the best, any other idea will always be inferior. And it's in one of my favorite ways that it, it culminates itself in the United States is the lottery. I, for some reason, I didn't expect you to say the lottery. I was going to expect you to say mission trips. Mission trips too, but let me but let me get though, red pill me. Well, it's it's if you have ever worked at like a gas station, I've never worked at one myself, but I used to hang out at one because my best friend used to work at one, and. you would have people come in and they would drain hundreds of dollars and scratch off lottery tickets and stuff like that. And what I've always found interesting about 
those people is if you talk to them, they think that this system is perfect. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it is the, it, it, it like, uh, it, it, it's like so pimp and prostitute. And I know those aren't like very PC words, but like that is the fucking vibe. That is the, like quite the relationship, that vibe that it has though, because like, I guess, yeah, thinking about it, when I, I worked at a drugstore for a little bit when I was in high school, and we sold lottery tickets, like, it was Shoppers Drug Mart, so, like, I guess there they can sell cigarettes and lottery tickets and whatnot, which is sort of, like, an exception. Anyway, but yeah, there would be people, I had, like, regular customers, I guess, who would come in and just buy lottery tickets, like, a shit ton at a, at a time, but no one ever won any substantial amount. It was never anything more than, like, 50 to $100, which kind of like it doesn't even amount to anything because if you spend several hundred dollars on tickets a week and you only win like half of it back you still lost several hundred dollars but it still feels like you won because I feel like a lot of people don't like sit down and actually write out how much they're spending versus how much they're earning because it's very much a privileged set of um, skills and knowledge to have to learn how to budget and how to do all of those things related to like balancing your own budget it's like I try not to be hard on people for that because I'm also bad at it and I also understand it's completely a point of privilege like here in Canada and I think it's true in the states too it's not something you learn in school unless you elect to learn it like um, in Canada we have essentials math in high school which just teaches you like like how taxes work and how mortgages work and how loans work um, like yeah uh, I'm which is so amazing. jealous of that. Like, we don't even get that. Like, right. I, they, they taught me how to make panini. Paninis? Yeah. Like, I remember, I remember it was like a, it was like home economics and like, it had nothing to do with money. It was all about like, well, this is how you make creme brulee. <laughs> yeah like like, we don't have home ec in canada but i remember in like american media that i would consume as a child they would have home ec class where they just (laughs) economics it's just called home ec and they just cooked food and i'm like why don't they just call it foods class like i don't get it i don't get it but that's what it's really supposed to be is home economics like that's That's what it should be that should be a prerequisite for like or that should just be mandatory like everyone should be taught how these things work and like how banks work especially because banks are so fucking predatory and credit cards are so terrifying and oh my god dude if i hadn't taken that class i probably would have so much fucking credit card debt right now because i i would have no idea how they actually work you know like it's so easy to just sign up for one and uh boom there you go access to a bunch of money that you don't have <laughs> I, there's a reason why I didn't get one until last year. And even like, I only, I only got it originally for emergencies and like have slowly kind of like worked it up to where like, I've kind of developed like a system of like using the credit card and then paying it off and then using the credit card and paying it off. Yeah. Um, And you're kind of like forced to get one eventually anyway, because of how credit works and like, yeah if you want to own a house one day and shit i mean that's only a small part of it but still a necessary part and like i don't know if i i've often wondered if i ever like would own a house 
I've often wondered that. I have, I live alone now. It's me and my cat. She's wandering around here somewhere. Enjoy, like, obviously I know there's like the benefit of like building equity, et cetera, and shit like that. But with like me doing like art stuff and like kind of always being around places, I don't want like something to like fuck up and like, it's just like, like if like if my apartment floods and I'm like not here for some reason, mm-hmm. at some point the neighbor will notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, yeah. Whereas like if like if I have a house, it won't. And too like I don't know. I'm like fucking scared of like settling down because that means like if I get a house, that means like I'm probably in love with somebody. Like and you're in that location for like forever, so you better really love that location. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I mean, That's obviously... That's the scariest part to me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I mean, like, obviously, if I, like, shit, man, if the podcast starts to pop off and I'm making, like, mad money, I'm out here throwing stacks of people, you know, just, like, giving hundreds to babies because that's what's cool and shit. Um, <laughs> like, you know, like, maybe get, like, a, a nice penthouse or something like that or like you know like something nice you know like a nice apartment um because i just have like a studio right now but like uh well it's like weird it's like it's like a studio split in half by a hallway so it's kind of interesting it's in like a building from the 1880s so it's like really oh, old cool. building i love yeah, old yeah. buildings see like for me i think my idea would be to have like a tiny house somewhere in like the middle of nowhere and just be mostly self-sufficient and use like um use like hydro and like geothermal heating and shit like that to get all my energy needs and whatnot i think that'd be fucking lit and people wouldn't bother me i don't know when i gotta be honest i could see this for you yeah but how the hell do i get internet though no like this is like you're gonna become like you're going to have, like, a decent lifestyle, make, like, a decent amount of money, but you'll have, like, a witch's cabin in the woods that's, like, yeah. nice. But you'll you'll have, like, a T1 line, like, a, like ran to the witch's cabin so you can get, like, internet. <laughs> I have, like, fiber optic cable coming from, yeah. like, 200 kilometers away from some town. Yeah, like, yeah. Something wild yeah. like that. Or, like, satellite. I don't even know. There, there'd be a way. I'd figure out a way, but, like shit yeah um at the same time though i don't want to like completely isolate myself from society because then i can't be useful to other people like part of the reason i even learned like practical skills like how to build things is because ultimately that'll serve other people too like if i could like learn a way to like cheat the system and provide people with cheap housing that would be lit you know what i mean like instead of being their landlord i could just like teach them how to build a tiny house like mine or whatever and be like there you go Here's your little, here's your little house. Do what do you, you gotta do. I don't know. Do you live like alone or do you like, like what's... I live with my mom because I'm a broke-ass college kid and like I'm supposed oh, to graduate yeah. next year in May, but because of the Rona, my, my program, um, I was learning how to be a cabinet maker, but my program got sidetracked by the Rona, so I'm not cabinet currently... Maker? Yeah, but I'm... That's so, because so cool. like I can't be in a shop. Thank you, but it's sad because like I can't be in the shop, so I can't use my skills the way I need to. So they're kind of just like getting rusty. And by the time we're allowed back, it's going to be 
really like a limited amount of time that we get to even do shit. So I feel sad about that, but I can always just find another way to develop this skill for something greater. But the biggest problem of all of it though, is like when I'm trying to find work, dude, I am so fucking, I'm so bad at like blending in with like normal people. You know what I mean? Like people who can go to a job and maintain like a nine to five where they interact with other people all day. And like, even if they feel angry, they don't really express it outwardly because they have like more self-control and better like de-escalation methods for themselves or whatever. I'm just bad at that. Um, I try really hard, but I always eventually like lose my cool and I'm just like, I fucking hate all of you. (laughs) So I need to like find a way to... um, um, educate people and also also make enough money to survive um, and like uh, not go insane, which is a really hard combination. That's that's the perfect fucking mix right there. That's that's like if you find out, if you got to let us know the recipe, we'll all. I, yeah, absolutely. If I, I mean, that's what I'm tra- trying to figure out now is like, how the fuck do I like uh, market whatever skill or talent I have enough to like sustain myself? You know what I mean? Because, like, sure. even though I live at home now, I don't want to always live at home. I want to fucking have my own life outside of, like, college and shit. So. For sure. No, I, yeah. uh, I, uh, you know, just kind of establishing your own existence. Although, I got to say, always got to be grateful when you can. Like, it's pretty awesome that mom lets you hit the bong in the house. Like, that's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. That um, wasn't always like that. I mean, I started smoking when did I was Did you just, like, bully her into it? No, it was, like, when I was a teenager and I started smoking weed, she, like, knew right away, obviously, because it's weed. And she was like, I hate, stop it, don't do this in my house, blah, blah, and we had a bunch of fights. And then, as I got older, I was like, listen, Ma, I love you. And I also love marijuana. It makes me a lot less angry, a lot, a lot more slow to anger. Um, it makes me slow in other ways too. It definitely has its detriments. Not not singing marijuana's praises 100%. I'm just saying that for me, it was a useful tool. I'm probably abusing it now, but <laughs> it was a useful <laughs> tool to like just calm myself down a little bit. Um, so in lieu of psychiatric medication, because at the time I did not have access to that. So I was like, what am I going to do? I'll try this. Because uh, it was better than my other coping mechanisms at the time. We'll just say that. <laughs> No, for um, sure. Well, yeah. like, not to, like, I don't want to get in too much to your personal life, but, like, I also, like, follow your Fensta, and, like, you've, like, talked about some of that stuff. So, like, yes, please continue smoking <laughs> weed. That is a way better alternative, you know, like, we, we'll take <laughs> you high, understand. you know, way too stoned. We can do that. Like, that's easy, you know. That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I'm definitely also, like, looking, eventually I will – like, I've always known that eventually I'll stop smoking weed um, and that I won't really need it anymore because I'm, as I get older and I force myself into learning more lessons about it, I do learn a little bit more how to, like, how to chill the fuck out. I mean, obviously, I still yeah. have missteps and it's hard to acknowledge that, like, when your missteps are so, like, extreme compared to the average person, um, that's hard to deal with dating like is is that is that kind of a hard thing or do you feel like a sense of relief in that area or is that like like an agitator or is a little bit of both or kind of both yeah um i don't know the whole thing is just like so complicated and messy just like just like 
all mental health situations are complicated and messy. I've met so few people who are like privileged enough to just have uh, a strong peace of mind for a good portion of the time. You know, like, I mean, not all of it comes from privilege. Obviously, you, I'm sure you've met people who have had like really shitty hard lives, but have just like come out the other side of it. But then, yeah, there are also just people who are like so lucky that they've been missed by all kinds of things, you know, like they just haven't had a lot of bad experiences. And I feel like bad I have experiences. Oh, sorry, my bad. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, well, I was just going to say bad experiences. And then, like, of course, the perennial person who is just kind of like, yeah, I'm just okay and I'm fine right now and everything's cool. And you're just like, I'm screaming in my head. What? Yeah. How? <laughs> How? Literally. I don't know and it's like they must have those moments too surely but maybe they just like are really good at holding it in until they're alone or something I like to imagine it's like late fall like a very gray day and they're just kind of pacing around like uh, their apartment or house or whatever and they just kind of catch like eye contact with themselves in the mirror in the hallway and they just kind of like look and it's just like you're a fucking fraud and they just like a tear just like comes down and it's just like for some reason it everything gets very david lynchian like for some reason it's like a weird camera angle and like there's like a very tall man like standing in the background like it's just like fraud 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 you're trying to escape your true identity but you know what you really are on the inside yeah yeah man i feel like that happens to me sometimes sometimes like you know when you're just having like a bad day and you're talking to someone that you really like like just a friend of yours or whatever and you end up accidentally just kind of being bitchy to them like not not anything too bad but you're just like grumpy and it just kind of like bleeds into your like interpersonal relationships and then you spend the next like three days just feeling like the biggest asshole and you apologize profusely and they're just like it's it's fine like you weren't even that bad and you're like but I'm actually the worst. Actually, <laughs> like I'm Satan, and I should, I should stop. You know, man. What do you like? What even is that? What even would you call that? I actually do know the answer to this because um, I'm reading a book about. Uh, it's called The Power of Now, and it's all about like it's all about like letting go of the ego. And it's kind of like singular control over like a lot of our thoughts and just kind of learning to exist more in the moment. Mm -hmm. But like uh, the author talks about how like one of the biggest, because he's like, uh, he's not like a spiritual person. He's like a therapist or a, or a psychologist, I should say. Um, and he's just like talking about like in his experience and like psychoanalyzing just kind of making our problems way more and like how we are as evil as like a person and as bad quote unquote you know whatever word you want to toss in there like we just we especially people who are very insular very like in their heads a lot we just like he's just talking about how like we build ourselves in our head it's like we're this bad thing and like we're just like this and he's like one of my favorite moments is like i had this uh young man who kind of grew up in like a religious background but you know wasn't too religious as an adult but like he had made some poor decisions with people in his life and he just felt like the biggest piece of shit in the world like he just like 
was just kind of rude to some people and just like had made some mistakes while he was like drinking and like, you know, you know, just very, you know, he just had made some bad decisions. And he went to like this like group therapy thing. And like, it wasn't the fact that hearing like this other person describe their life where he's like, oh shit, my life, my, I'm not that bad of a guy. It was more just listening to all the different problems and being like, there really isn't a scale. It's just, we have problems. And, you know, like we, as people, like we can obviously be motivated by negative things, but, and like those problems can kind of like those negative things and those problems can kind of take over us. But at the end of the day, it's also nowhere nearly as like big as like we build it in our head. Like we build it like the Colossus of Rhodes, but in reality, it's just like, you know. A little hut, like a little lean to. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm a hundred percent with you. Like I will like, and I've gotten better at it, but I, I still to this day struggle with, you know, speaking in a anger where I'll fucking stub my toe on like the goddamn couch or something like that. And I'm fucking cussing up the storm. And I'm like yelling yeah. about this and yelling about that. And I fucking stub my toe. It'll be over in like 10 minutes. Yet I'm cursing yeah. like somebody just like burnt my house down and pissed on the ashes and then just laughed. He's like, Man, what's up, bro? You know what I mean? I'd be super dramatic like that too. I mean, I keep thinking about because yesterday I had like a job for just one day with this cleaning company and I, the, the like the guy running the company was just the like epitome of a fucking boomer. And I was so sick of him because the commute to this job was two hours long each way. So on that yeah. on the way back, I was just like tired and dirty and sweaty and I wanted to go the fuck home. And this man just kept like dragging it out and shit and like making pit stops. And <clears throat> my phone was at 4% and I was just like already angry. So I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to fucking kill myself. And this poor boomer looked horrified. Like I was like, oh no, I forgot that <laughs> he thinks I'm like 100% serious. I'm not. I'm like 30% serious. It's <laughs> 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 so bad. But it was just like, God, that day. I, I feel like it was so long ago. It was literally yesterday. But yeah, that day was absolute dog shit. And I'll never do that job again. Fuck that. I saw, like, some of, like, your stories on Instagram about it. I was, like, for, for coming from somebody who's worked some shitty job, I was just, like, I'm there, soldier. I'm here with you. Like, like that, that Tupac line where he's, like, yeah. call my homies. I'll be there when they, when they shut off the lights. Plug an eternal <laughs> through my heart. Like, that's what I thought. I was like, nah, I get it. Fuck them. Like, like, yeah, honestly, it's it's like a real fucking solidarity to be the person who has to work shitty, dirty jobs sometimes. And then, yeah. And I've overheard so much weird commentary just from people, like, around. Like, I remember... I dated someone once who had these friends who were like, they had a, they had a big chip on their shoulder about this. They were just, I don't know. I think, I'm not sure where it came from, but they have like insecurity about blue collar workers because there were white collar workers who worked in offices and they were like, yeah, I could fucking never do that shit. Like I would never let myself get to a point where I was like a construction worker. I'm like, what do you mean let yourself get to a point? It's fucking fun to build things. Let yourself get For to real? a point. It's so no, weird. I, I was like, 
Damn. That kind of like modern yuppie lib that we have nowadays to give you an idea of like my perspective and my world like kind of intertwined with this otr in the early 2000s was one of the i mean it was just a rough neighborhood it led like the nation and like like violent crime and stuff and it culminated in like a white cop like uh shot a you know like some i believe a black civilian like black young man like something like that and the town otr rioted for like nine ten days this was back in like yeah. 2001 and ever since then gentrification has come and otr which was like i said one of the national news for how violent it was in the early 2000s mm-hmm. is now mostly upper middle class white liberals yeah like, uh, to give you an idea, I walked around there all because I had a job in OTR for, like, six or seven months, and I walked around there at, like, 4 or 5.30 in the morning, and nobody bothered me. Yeah. Nothing. But the only situation I ever had was, like, there's this, like, one, like, guy that would come around, and, like, I remember I rounded the corner of Liberty on the main and he was just like on his knees beating off to like a mannequin. And that was oh, like God. the most intense moment. And and even then I was just like, I felt bad. I was like, this seems like yeah. you're doing your thing. And like, I mean. <laughs> just wish I didn't see you, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> like, I don't want to throw you off a stroke, man. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but um, yeah. there's this joke in OTR where, the joke is OTR, where the accepted level of diversity is being white and gay. <laughs> there are a lot of places like that, I feel like, in like gentrified America. Oh, 100%. You know? yeah. And it's that, that modern, yuppie, liberal with, I just have to say, too, I get a fucking stench of libertarian off of them. It's it's obviously left leaning libertarian. I'm not trying to say that they're like secretly Trumpians or something like that. It's obviously socially liberal, left leaning libertarian. Yeah. But it is that like inherent like yeah, I'm I'm a cup for business. That kind of vibe where it's just like mm-hmm. I I don't I don't fuck with you, dude. Like I no. I don't it's weird. like half of them are probably like trust fund kids who are like. I don't know, like, still probably casually racist without realizing it, but there's no one to check them because everyone else in the room is also white and a lib. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's no, well, that's, like, a, that's a very interesting point, Daniel. Huh? It's just like, it's just like, well, that's a very interesting point, Daniel. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mix it with like, all my fucking shoes. Like, yeah. <sighs> kills me. Especially when, like, sometimes college can be so like that as well like with with like all of like the seminars and things and where they have to like have someone come in to like talk to or like our teachers go to like sensitivity workshops and come out using like people first language and they're always like five years behind the curve you know it's like instead of paying thousands of dollars for these workshops you could like pay thousands of dollars to just ask marginalized people you know, for like pay them for their work because instead of like having some professional yeah. white liberal who's like studied this in college, why don't you just fucking ask the people themselves? Because they're like, they're willing, they're willing. I mean, there's plenty of like black educators, indigenous educators, queer educators out there who are just like, like they're out there. It's just that no one's fucking yeah. paying for them. 
I've got rent to pay too, motherfucker. (laughs) Exactly. But it's like, oh, it's always so weird. I remember one time, like, they had, they had something. Oh, it was like a resume writing, resume writing day and like how to get a job, like how to market yourself. Right. And they kept fucking hammering home the point. Like you have to make eye contact. You have to make eye contact. And I was like, this is so fucking ableist. Like I literally said out loud, I was like, you can't force people to make eye contact because there's neurodivergent people who need jobs you know like neurodivergent people uh have lives and like educate or they have like education and they have like jobs and like people they love and like families just like everyone else um which means that like i don't know like it's just not they're trying so hard to be inclusive that they actually miss so much shit like that like Jesus. Like, trying to force everyone to learn how to market themselves is such a weird concept in itself because, like, it's already an uncomfortable part of capitalism, but especially when it's, like, uh, it's so obviously exclusionary to so many people, um, you know, and, like, especially going further into that, like, with physical disabilities and stuff, I've heard from so many, like, just, like, anecdotally, I've heard from so many people, like, get like calling like getting a phone interview for a job right and then coming in for a physical interview and then if they have like an obvious mobility aid like a cane a walker or a wheelchair they never get called back after that because so many businesses are just like completely unwilling to accommodate people with disabilities or like they'll accommodate people with disabilities where like the accommodations they have to make are like easy for them um but it makes no sense because at the end of the day there's like they can get like, especially with, like, colleges and schools, right? When they just have, like, let's say one elevator for a whole fucking school. So, like, a student who is disabled has to use this one elevator to get anywhere, which means it's going to take fucking forever to get places, right? Like, that school would be able to get grants. I'm pretty sure this is in Canada. Maybe it's in the U.S. too. But, like, they can access grants to, like, help them build more shit, like, more mobility aids for people. And they just don't do it. And I don't understand why. It just doesn't yeah, leave it. Yeah, leaving money on the table and then like just like acting like you're completely underfunded and it's just like you know like well like if you wanted to be like inclusive to all people and actually like follow these things you would get the, yeah you just want to like, be a fucking prick about it they could it, do so much better yeah just um, in general the whole world could do better with disability advocacy like that's just a, a huge blind spot I've been thinking about in like in all places recently i've been trying to like every time i go outside to like go to a store or whatever the fuck i try and like spot how many stores actually have like wheelchair access and like it's only some of them it's not all of them it's like damn and a lot of people just really don't think about it because you know most people are able-bodied and most people i think consider disabilities like something that's never really going to happen to them you know what i mean but it could happen to literally any of us at any time. You could just become disabled by all like kinds of different things. Like a car wreck. Like anything. Yeah. yeah. Like, or like a, a neurotoxin that you accidentally ingested from a, a warm lake or something. Like, <laughs> like yeah. there's like some Evo you're with your that. boys and you're trying to make like a backyard version of Jackass. So like you get on your dirt bike and like, I mean, obviously you drank seven beers before operating the <laughs> vehicle. Duh, that's what you do. Yeah. You could also just like fall wrong. <laughs> like yeah, if you fall off yeah. something wrong. It's like Well, the- especially if you live in a cold area, um, um, you know, ice shit like that. Now, random fun fact. 
one of my favorite fun facts. Um, in 2013, there were, I'm not sure on the number, it's been a while, it's a number, it's not the point here. There was like, I think like 473 uh, suits activated in the Texas legal system for slipping on ice. Oh my God. They didn't have any all year. Well, yeah, where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I swear. You don't even have hockey rinks in Texas, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, but like, I guess they just like at a certain point just had to be like, yeah, no, you're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, no. That's funny. I always thought it was kind of scary, though, too. Like, I've seen lots of clips over the years because obviously because Canada, like, it, it, and especially where I live in Canada, it gets, like, brutally, brutally cold um, for a long time, like, six months out of the year. But I've seen videos of, like, <clears throat> in the States, they get, like, one snow day in a state where it doesn't get much snow. And people are literally, like, slip and sliding down the whole fucking street. And it's, like, duck, 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 duck. like they're just, like, hitting cars the whole way. And it's just, like, what the fuck is this? What the fuck is it? Does no, like, do they not? Where's the salt? Like, does no one have any like road salt is this like a foreign concept i don't even know scary <laughs> shit ever oh, but still i'd rather live somewhere that has no infrastructure for snow than live somewhere that has a lot of infrastructure for snow because fuck i hate the snow ohio is very temperate we we have like we and, and i will give ohio credit on this one we do have all seasons like we yeah. have a very distinct spring winter our fall is fucking beautiful world-class level beauty because we have so many we have so many different types of trees and like one thing that is good about ohio i'll break down ohio for you because like everybody's like ohio is a purple state and i'll explain to you why that works ohio is a purple state because all the rural areas are very very red and all of the cities are incredibly fucking liberal. Yeah. We're the same state that has very weird, very conservative abortion laws, but then our felons are allowed to vote and we've legalized medical marijuana. So fucking weird, dude. Yeah. The fun thing about us, we predict every election. Whoever Ohio votes for, that's who becomes president. Every yeah. it's been like that since like the 1800s. Um, I had no idea Ohio was so, like, although I guess it does make sense, like, Ohio is pretty much constantly a topic for some reason. Like, it's always one of those states, like, it's it's funny because it's not even perceived as one of, like, I guess the glamorous states, like, as oh, someone God, who doesn't yeah. come from the United States, I guess, like, the first few when I think of the U.S. are, like, New York, Texas, Ohio, and then, like, just all the other ones, right? Like, all the other ones. Because there's, what is it, like, fucking 50 of them or some shit? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, well, and, and Ted Turner owns most of Montana, so it's just, like, yeah. who the fuck cares? See, I don't even know what the fuck meant Montana is. That's, couldn't even tell you. I can tell you where the other ones are, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, some <laughs> of them are, are, like, weirdly culturally relevant even in Canada because, well, like, everything that happens to the U.S. trickles down into Canada and, like, we get, like, all of your news stations and stuff. Like, my mom watches CNN for some reason, and I'm like, I, I don't know how to feel about this because I'm not a person who watches the news, like, in, in yeah. any capacity. Um, so, 
yeah, it's just kind of strange and weird. And like, we're always talking about your politics and like your world happenings and things like that, you know, like just as much as we talk about our own, but it doesn't go the other way around. It's like a lot of Americans that I meet um, really don't know much about Canada like at all like I mean but that's kind of fair because it's such a tiny country I like it's also easy to forget that too that like we're so fucking small we have like the same population as California in the whole yeah country. well and like um there seems to be like kind of a personality difference like east to west Canada um, yeah definitely um now i will be a hundred percent one i do like uh world politics you know i'm aware of trudeau the the blackface scandal was oh god yeah just because my man's response was just like yeah i was just kind of into that stuff back in the day and you're like i just like every time every time he opens his mouth it's just embarrassing (laughs) what (laughs) like i was just like i'm like i remember i was watching it with like a couple of like comic friends and we're just like sitting around like did he really just like do that open mic style like yeah i i I just like it bro (laughs) fuck (laughs) oh god oh man fucking like campaign advisors just like having a coronary next to the fucking (laughs) like what (laughs) cut the fucking cameras dead ass like please oh my Um, god He's just kind of like, I don't even, to me, he just kind of feels like a puppet. Like, I know that he's only part of the problem, and I feel like he represents a greater issue in Canada, which is just, like, ignorance. It's just a lot of ignorance and willful ignorance at that. Blissfully, willfully ignorant is just uh, a huge part of Canada's culture, I feel like. That, like, liberal ignorance, uh, I've heard, don't know. But I've heard that uh, that's a good portion of Toronto. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. I personally, Toronto looks cool as fuck, and it's not far from here. So, like, I, I'm yeah, sure. It's nice to visit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like, they have like a cool comedy festival that, like, I would like mm-hmm. to do at a certain, certain point if I could get to that level. That'd be neat. And like, I have a few different from playing in like bands, just doing general art shit, like Canadian friends. But most of what I know about Canada, and I will relish in my American ignorance for this, but most of what I know about Canada is from Trailer Park Boys and Letterkenny. (laughs) That's fair. Trailer Park Boys is like one of those things that if you're Canadian and you want to claim this place, but you don't claim Trailer Park Boys, I'm going to question you. Um, because I don't even claim Canada, but I'll claim Trailer Park Boys, so. You guys love the fuck out of them, don't you? We're very proud. It's, like, because the thing is, like, Canada hasn't really produced a lot of notable media or notable artists. Like, there's been a few, right? Like, Drake. Yeah, do you guys (laughs) fuck with him as hardcore as, like, the rest of the world, or are you just kind of like, eh, okay, I guess It's hit and miss. People seem really black and white on Drake here. Like, I've never really been into him that much. I, like, I prefer his singing more than his rapping, because I feel like his rapping is really boring and not dynamic, and I feel like his singing voice is nice, but... Yeah. uh, But, like, I don't know, so he's just never, I've just never really been, been a big fan, but a lot of people here fucking love him a lot of people in toronto i saw a lot of people in toronto wearing his merch like you know like the little ovo owl or whatever it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um oh it's like ovo club or something yeah 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 something yeah like that so i don't know but then i've also heard a lot of people be like fuck drake drake's whack drake's soft drake's this blah 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 and i'm like yeah okay whatever i don't care okay. enough. but um 
How does the country feel about Letterkenny? I've never really heard anything bad about it. Most people here think it's pretty funny. So I haven't watched it yet, but probably I will eventually. I'm just not really the type, like I have a short attention span when it comes to like shows and movies, even if I really like them. I just suck at sitting down and watching them. Watch it for a second, then like you're doing something else. I dig it. Yeah, or like I'll just think about something else or like something in the show will make me think of something and then I'm thinking about something else while watching the show so I'm not really paying attention to the show anymore and I'm just yeah 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 okay all right see the the last segment of the show I'm just gonna throw out iconic Canadian culture and you can like do hot takes on it okay okay um and like we'll kind of close out on that on a personal level like I'm really glad I met you like you're well internet met you you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean uh, you're cool as fuck um i'm actually like i will share this on the pod it's not too personal but i am so glad that i did not send you a nude because like, <laughs> i was literally thinking about it and i was like eh, it's too much i'm not gonna go that hard you know i'll pull back i was i was thinking about going 90 percent. we'll go we'll go, we'll go 65 i wouldn't have been like deeply offended or anything though yeah yeah no <laughs> like for, for the listeners i did not like i did not like just think about randomly sending this person nudes like there was like a de- uh, decorum build up like yeah consent you were just some stranger who was like hey lady you want to see see my big fat fucking johnson and then you whipped open your six foot long trench coat and flashed me and that yeah no 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 you were like and also you asked first which is i feel like a lot of people don't don't do that right they're like they just like send a nude they're never like can i send you something right and i feel like that should be more normalized people should just like ask and be like oh hey is it cool if I do that? Because, yeah, it usually just bothers me when, like, a stranger comes into my DM and there's, like, a blurred image and I'm just like, I'm not even going to open that. Yeah. It's like, you, uh, you get a message request and it's all blurred out. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Because, like, it's just, like, one of those things where, like, I don't know, I just would feel very, very weird without, like... Now, like, I will say this. If, like, there was, like, like a better way to put it, like, dirty talk more in the mood, then it'd be like, okay, it's kind of cool to, like, all right, yeah, wait like an established thing you had with somebody yeah it would make sense yeah. that would be different but, but yeah. a lot of people just sort of like they will just unexpectedly throw that I out there it's like whoa yankee with Dude. no brand oh yeah oh <laughs> yeah right, no so, just um, fucking uh hey um i really am, admire your leftist politics and i really like that take that you did about you know defunding the police i think that's a very valid that oh also here's my cock yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> like wow i'm so seduced oh my god <laughs> but yeah so I've, we were supposed to do canadian pop culture and then yes. i forgot all about it no you're good um you're good we got sidetracked but that was a fun one that was a good sidetrack the tragically hit Um, and not to hit like a, a if a soft spot because I know that that uh, Gordon Downs I believe is his name uh, he recently passed away. I've never listened to them personally, and I'm not really sure if I've heard much about them. At least not recently. Really? It might they be might... like they might be a little before my time. Were they popular in like the early 2000s? I I think so. Like. I never personally was into them. I just like I know like with like like the the cancer thing it like was they really sold it to Americans like this is Canada's favorite band 
and like we were like oh okay all right um, all <laughs> you guys right. really dig these guys huh <laughs> yeah 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 and like um but no that that could make sense because i do remember them being like kind of older so i could see it being like a kind of the way like paul simon or somebody like that is like where it's like very much like yeah like my parents or my grandparents are into it and like i've heard it but like i don't actively listen to paul simon you know what i mean like honestly i don't even know what the hell my parents listen to i don't even know if they listen to music like on purpose or if they're just, i think they're just radio people about the music they consume they just consume it and i'm like how do you do that <laughs> <laughs> that is Oh my god, that is that is a very good take. Yeah, they just like it's funny because like they make fun of like younger culture or younger folks I should say who mm-hmm. uh devour culture and it's just like they're always on the phones just like watching the things and doing stuff like yeah. that. And it's like you guys just like put one radio station on and just let it like blast into your eardrums yeah for and it plays years. the same like eight songs and <laughs> yeah. like and also k-pop stands have done so much good for this world i mean especially the last couple months jeez jeez Shout they've just been K-pop out there stands. yeah they've just been fucking shit up for like trump stands and like the, all the rallies and like the, the whole shopping cart fiasco like the online trump store where they like just fucked it up that See, like, I, I don't think I would ever see Beastie Boys fans in, like, the fucking 90s or whatever going that hard. Never. True. Not even, like, Rage Against the Machine fans. Like, the most that they would do is, like, get beat up by the cops outside the Democratic National Convention. Like, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's what a Rage Against the Machine fan does. Is just like, <laughs> I got fucking, I got punched in the face by a cop. And it's like, yeah, that's what they do. They, they punch people in the face. I'm glad you proved yes. that. Like, yes. <laughs> like, that's like, that, that is my favorite type of person is just like, the cops hurt me. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. <laughs> or when it's even better when they're like when they try and like justify police violence, they're like, "You shouldn't say all cops are bastards." You know that cop could kick your ass. It's like that's exactly why you should say it. <laughs> like they shouldn't be allowed to just kick your ass gratuitously, or they shouldn't be allowed to kick your ass at all. They shouldn't even fucking exist. Fuck the cops and fuck you. You're off. Like goddamn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> It is really scary. It's also scary that they get to have those guns after, like, almost no training. And yet, if you want, like, if you want to make, like, it doesn't even matter. Because, like, if you get a, a nice fucking fancy degree from a prestigious university, you might still just end up working at a shitty job because you literally cannot get work in your field. Or the only work available is unpaid internships. Because you have to have, like, several hours of unpaid work in order to get work which makes no sense. And then you have people caping for shit like that. They're like, well, I did it and it worked for me. It's like, yes, because you had the privilege to stay at home probably and and not worry about bills while you did your unpaid internship. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like that, that shit, I mean, I deal with it on a local level with like comics and artists and stuff, but like, no, that's exactly right. Your dad didn't help you in the entertainment industry or whatever fucking industry that, that, that you wanted to be in. But what he did is pay your rent for 10 years so you could fucking do internships. Yes. That's the difference, motherfucker. It's, yeah. no, I know that they, they, weren't, they didn't go into the building and they were like, why don't you get Sarah a job? Sarah seems really smart. Like, no, no, they just paid like so you could like get high at like a 
upper middle class apartment in like a good <laughs> section of the town for fucking ten years. Which I'm not Pretty much. hating. On, yeah, and I ain't hating on anybody for getting high. As a matter of fact, <laughs> grab the damn pen. Oh, a hundred percent. Also, not to like give too much information, but like I have a shirt on. And I'm totally wearing, like, boxers. Like, I just didn't even put on pants. I was just like, this is what's nice about video is I can just point it up and nobody will know. Exactly. I mean, hey, when they were forcing us to do those, like, instead of Zoom, we used Microsoft Teams. They forced us to do video calls, like, every morning for a while. Okay. I would just, yeah, I would just be, like, pajamas on the bottom, random T-shirt on the top, and look somewhat alive. You know? <laughs> like, like, you know, like, I would not put any effort into it, because it's like, what the fuck? Why do you, they, they even kind of called us out for that. They're like, you guys should be participating more. Like, we want to see your faces, and we want to hear you talk. It's like, it's eight in the fucking morning. Please just leave me alone. It's eight in the morning, and like, I'm still in my bedroom. Like, my bed Literally. is like two and a half feet away. There it is. Barely Sorry, even I, could... that. I might even be like sitting on the bed, which is like even worse. You know, at least, at least if I was still going to school, I would have had to wake up, because I would have been outside in the fucking cold like gee there's nothing better than walking to your bus stop in minus 30 celsius i don't even know what that is in america temperature but i think it's also below freezing in fahrenheit zero degrees celsius is 32 degrees fahrenheit which is freezing point for us so that's like negative for us that's like negative 31 or like yeah like i can't do math i can't do the math because that that conversion it's fucking cold over it's like it's like nine divided by five times 1.8 plus 32 is how you get Celsius to Fahrenheit, I think. But don't quote me because that might be completely wrong. I'm so fucking bad at math. It's tragic. I didn't even know that. You know more than I do. I didn't even know that formula. Damn. Um, I only know that one because I've been forced through so many unnecessary math courses in the pursuit of like when I was still trying to graduate high school because I dropped out twice because I was just like, so fucked in the head i just couldn't do it <laughs> and um yeah um, let, like I was, let me ask you like how old are you oh i'm 23 23 okay so you like you dropped out multiple times and then now you're like you're in like school uh to like is it like what what's your technical degree um well i went working or something like that like i finished high school i got instead of getting a diploma i got a ged and then i went Gangster. to yeah, I went and did like a carpentry course for like five months. And then I was like, this is not enough. So then I signed up for a cabinet making course that's like two years long. Like it would, it would get me a diploma. And I think I could call myself a level one cabinet maker. Um, but I was like, if I wanted to like become like a big dick cabinet pe- person, I was going to say cabinet man, cabinet person. Okay. I, would just, I would have to like apprentice for a few years, I think. <laughs> like go through like a four year apprenticeship program. <laughs> I can't afford to go to school anymore, though. <laughs> the only reason I can afford to go to school this time is because um, I, like, kind of gamed the system. Like, there's provisions in Canada for women to join. Like, you can, if you pursue it, you can get funding to enter, like, traditionally male-dominated um, college and university programs, and they'll pay for your tuition. But only up to a certain amount. I think it's, like, up to $9,000 they'll cover, which just happened to cover uh, my course. So I was like cha-ching we're in business free schooling uh so yeah so i got that piece of information from another girl that was in my class who had also done the same thing so that's pretty based because i was otherwise i wouldn't have been able to pay it um and i would have had to take out a loan <laughs> and that would have sucked shit yeah 100 percent. 
did they so are, are you is it like through like a big university this like uh program or is it like kind of no. smaller i'm at a community college very glamorous but it's actually like no that's totally cool. cool yeah it's like uh they've got lots of um interesting trades like skilled trades and stuff there <clears throat> that i would never be able to do that involve like robotics and things like and like um they even have like a big laboratory where they like there, I think there's actually quite literally a drug facility on campus where they like they make medication and then there's another lab where they like have a mint where they like press money and sh all kinds of weird shit like that and I'm just like blown away by it but then they also have really basic stuff too like just okay. regular, regular trades like well I mean not to demean them but like graphic design and things like that you know that are more accessible. Yeah, stuff that's not as, like, hands-on and needs, like, kind of excess Yeah, materials. or expensive, right? Like, there's there's a course opposite mine, like, in the hallway that I'm in. There's another course that it's, like, the tuition for that was, like, 25 grand or something. And they only spend half the time there, and they spend the other half of the time at the university, because we have two universities here. And they do all kinds of, like, crazy, like, metalworking and woodworking and, like, fucking, they, like, blow glass, and they get to make, like, instruments and stuff. Like, it's insane. I can't that imagine doesn't, being... That doesn't sound very practical. Well, like... no, it's like, I, I can't remember what the course is called, but <clears throat> they definitely learn how to make, how to do a lot of practical things. Like, they were, like, making tables, uh, like, really ornate designs. Is it just kind of, like, uh, like, all around, like, building, like, welding, like, uh, woodworking, that kind of thing? Yeah, like, welding, woodworking, mill writing all kinds of and like artisan shit i don't even know what you would call that but it's basically a course you would take if you had a lot of money to burn and just like wanted to be a big dick rick and like i don't know make an instagram account where you just make quirky art for rich people there's actually like <clears throat> there's quite a few people like that like just in my city i've kind of noticed i don't know just like industry tied people like this is very much a place where it's not what you know it's who you know like, oh i feel it i feel it yeah it's like um, it's bad pretty much everyone i know who got who has a good job out of college in their field got it because they know somebody or their dad knows somebody so and it yeah and it makes people who are outside of that clique feel that they can't really break into that world which is just just not doesn't give you any hope fucking future but oh God, uh, I again even though we were supposed to close out the podcast no you're good you're totally good that was uh uh we went off on a nice little tangent there last thing that will hit iconic canadian culture rush oh right rush okay yeah there are definitely some huge huge rush fans here like very dedicated and very defensive about it is um, it is it like a specific type of person or are they like kind of nerdy or is it like kind of dad guys, like nerdy dad guys? Like, yes, it, absolutely. Okay. Cause like it's, that's cool. Cause it is the same here. Like yeah. it does have like a little, like there are some people who like kind of like the hits of like rush or whatever, but the people who like listen to the albums are like definitely people who are nerdy and it, like, ranges from, like, video game nerdy to, like, plays Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, but then some of them are also, like, 
like still really like formal people. Like I remember this one guy I knew in high school, this one like Greek kid who was like, he had the most Greek last name I've probably ever heard in my life. Like I can't even, I won't dox him like that, but it was just like, just rest assured. But he always made that joke about himself. He would just be like, it's a me, Greeky cringe anyway but yeah he was like a huge fucking rush fan and i remember that like one time um while we were in class together i was like rush isn't even that great though and he was like deeply deeply offended he's like i've spent years and years listening to rush and i've learned so many of their fucking songs on my guitar and you should never disrespect them like that do you know they're from canada and i'm like i'm sorry cool. i'm genuinely like i'm sorry i didn't mean to kill your baby holy fuck you know <laughs> but like Hey, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate too much. I think they're Rush pretty cool, right? I'm not a big prog rock guy, so it's not yeah, like like if we're gonna talk like seventies, I'm much more interested in like punk rock and like later seventies and then like you know, more like David like Bowie and like Pink Floyd, stuff like that. Yeah. More thing. So I guess a little bit of prog rock, but like I guess more Pink Floydish, I guess, than Rush. Okay. <laughs> I will build you the Rush fan that was in my high school, or the two of them. So the one dude, of course, played hockey, which I thought was great because, like, he was just all Canada. Like, I like hockey. I like Rush. Just loved maple syrup, like just the whole fucking thing. Like he was. Was he from it. here? He was just like really. No, no, just a, no, okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and like I can't even hate on him too much in a certain capacity because like I like at that age was kind of like standing British culture. Like I love Monty Python and shit like that. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get into shit, but it was him, and the, and like he also hilariously. Very scrawny, weird, nerdy little guy who did karate, and like that, that like that, like kind of mall karate that's in like yes. str- like that kind. And the other guy was like th- just this like kind of like wispy haired, dark haired with a dark wispy haired nerd who for the longest time had like a birthmark mole like this big on the oh side of his face just massive just just a big like it looked like a tumor growing out of the side of his fucking cheek and i remember one day he came in and it was gone and there was just a gigantic scar right there and like we were like what happened to it and he was just like well i had to go to the doctor and they had to take it off because they thought it might be cancerous turns out it wasn't Oh. Pretty cool though. I got to listen to Rush right before they I passed out from the the. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and him and that other Rush dude, I swear to God, would like do these like you know those people that like replay conversation where yes. they'll just be like, "Now, Steve, remember when I said that the Jaguars are great?" And you were like. Bob, you're crazier than hell. And then, like, we had that, like, that that's their comedy bit. Because they would be like, well, I'd see Nate, and I'd go, hey, Nick, what's the best band in Canada? Well, it's Rush. What's the worst band in Canada? Avril Lavigne. She's not a band. She was I know, band. right? Well, and she they're was, like, like multi-talented. Yeah, and they're, like, picking on, like, just, like, 
she's she's got enough to go through. It's complicated. Like she's got a whole fucking thing to go through. She married the lead singer of Nickelback. Like let her have her her. Give someone please help her. Give her her money. She deserves reparations for having to go through that. I, and, I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god. People like I've met people in the year 2020 who are defensive about Nickelback still, and they're like hating Nickelback is just popular. You don't actually hate them. They're actually not actually a bad band. I'm like, no, I actually really genuinely just like their music and i think it's stupid of you to be that defensive over fucking nickelback you know what i have to say because i know what you're talking about i do hate those people um and i have to say not that i'm like an authority or anything but i do play guitar and nickelback sucks (laughs) yeah i mean like you don't even have to be like an an advanced musician or anything to just kind of hear that like you know their songs are kind of not very nice to the ear i personally really don't like the lead singer's voice and i don't like the quality and yeah it sounds really forced and uncomfortable (laughs) and like i feel like he needs a cup of hot tea after he sings any song and it makes my throat hurt listening to him (laughs) yeah no like Every time I hear that lead singer sing, I just, like, want to go up and give him a hug and tell him how bad I feel for him because when he was a prisoner of war and they made him shove barbed wire down his throat, (laughs) like, it just violated his fucking vocal cords. (laughs) You don't have to sing, dude. You could have just spared us all. It's okay. (laughs) I wonder if they even perform anymore. Like, who's going to a Nickelback concert, I wonder? I want to see that. You know, ironically enough, uh, a band from that era that is still performing is uh, Puddle of Mud. Never heard of them. They they had a huge song back in the day that was called uh, it was called She Hates Me, but it was like it was very nineteen late nineteen nineties early two thousands like post grunge bullshit, and it was just like one big lash of fucking hates me. Uh, yeah like very much like that guy kind of rock uh. <laughs> and like dude i will okay so since you're my homie now and like we did the podcast you're cool as fuck i'm gonna like i'll have one i'm gonna have to send you because i feel like you'd appreciate it i i have my facebook and it is such a great like look in the small town rural america like oh my the God, shit yeah. that they post <laughs> is like I, there's this like white I lady that, that oh dog there's this one lady that like goes off about like how slavery was a choice and you're just like oh holy God. shit how <laughs> like and like yeah. there are like people in my hometown who are like you know this is wrong and you shouldn't believe this and i just feel like i'm in the minority who's just like she's a lost cause stop trying to convince she thinks slavery was a choice like yeah, what argument? Die. <laughs> yeah, like, like what, what argument are you gonna come up with where she's gonna be like, you know, I never really thought of it like that. Like, yeah, I'm fight? just gonna undo my seventy-something years of racism on the spot. Thank you. <laughs> and see, you thought she was old. This girl's twenty-four. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's like you're like, wait, you were you were in the internet age. You're like, how the fuck yeah, did you? Shit. Yeah, yeah, too much goddamn QAnon. 